Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up. How y'all doing? We got a special guest, special, special guest, uh, Miss Tiffany McIntosh. Um, she's like super cool. She's like the first person like that actually called me. We had a conversation on the phone and it wasn't just like through Instagram. Like she actually like kind of reached out and we talked for a little bit. I thought that was real cool about you. Um, you want to introduce yourself? Well, I'm Tiffany McIntosh. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have my hands in a little bit of everything. I'm a, a wife, a mom of five, a grandmother of four. I know I don't look like it, but <laughs> a grandmother of uh, four and just serial entrepreneur. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, uh, I usually ask all my guests like about their upbringing. So what's the come up? So I am, um, my, I was raised by a single mom. Y'all will read that in my book. Um, I you, wrote, have, you wrote a book. I did. I wrote a book. What's it called? Called From the Pit to the Palace. Okay. Um, basically, it tells my life story um, from being raped and having a 25-year-old son to going to prison in 2007 for something that I didn't do. and uh, But it was a setback for a come up. So I I, uh, I I was raised in Akron, Ohio, LBJ City. Um, well, we moved around a lot, but I'm I'm from Akron, Ohio. Um, my my stepdad moved us a lot because he was a truck driver. But my mom was a very hard worker and instilled in us, you know, hard work, pay off. You know, she did she did tell us the the broke way. You know, go to school, get that good education, get a good job. And then when I became an adult and found out there's no such thing as get a good job. Uh, anytime you trade in time for money, you can't get wealth. So um, I learned entrepreneurship actually in, in, at 30, you know, and um, that's why I teach all my kids entrepreneurship. It's cool to have an education. I don't knock education, um, but I am sold out on entrepreneurship because I want to do like the Bible say, I want to leave generational wealth. I know we can't do that. We can't leave our jobs to our children. We can't leave our social, our pensions to our children. We barely can leave them to our spouse. They have to be old enough to qualify. So I wanted to be, you know, change the minds of kids, change the minds of adults, because if you change your mind, you change your money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just coming up poor, I knew it was more to life than food stamps. <laughs> I knew it was more to life than public assistance, but I just needed the avenue and the vehicle to get around more people that had my solution and not my problem. Because a lot of times us as people, that's what we do. We hang with people that's equal to us because it's comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I had to get around people that was doing better than me. I had never... I had never seen that before. I, I, I saw people go to work. You know, our parents taught us get the mm -hmm. not just get a good job, get a good government job because they got good what? 
benefits, benefits right? Yeah. That there's no such that's, thing as a good government job yeah. with good benefits because every person that I know that had a good government job when they retired, they couldn't even afford their medicine. So I had a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 2000 and I just go back 2005 was kind of like the worst year of my life. My sister and her baby was actually killed in a car accident by a drunk driver. And then 2006, it was like a period of time where I thought I was like, I know there got to be more to life than this. Like, I feel like I'm losing it. My my dad uh, went to jail. My brother was on his way to the NFL and wound up going to jail for something he didn't do and did seven years in prison. So um, and then right after that, me, myself, just was caught up and and it was it was an eye-opening experience, but at the same time, it was a life-changing experience. So I always tell people, never judge a book by its cover mm -hmm. and never go by what people's past is because that's behind them. Um, I met some of the greatest people in jail. I tell people everybody in jail ain't guilty, just like everybody in the pulpit ain't saved. You know, so I went there and it was a it was a humbling experience because at a very young age, I, I did earn a lot of money, but didn't have the mindset to keep it. You know, it's one thing to get it. It's another thing mm -hmm. to keep it. So was was able to do that, blew through all that money and then got in, got in some trouble. And um, seven months into me doing into a two year sentence, uh, the Department of Corrections actually killed my baby. So that was actually my get out of jail free card. Wow. Uh, but it still took me seven more months to get released because we all know that's not a overnight process. We got people that's sitting in prison right now that we know they already been proved. Mm -hmm. They sentence been overturned, but they still sitting there, Yeah, you know, because it's a process. So I still had to sit for seven months. But y'all do know seven is completion. Right. Mm -hmm. So I sat for seven more months. And the funny thing about it is. The guy that actually introduced me to entrepreneurship was my sergeant from the prison. So I tell people I'm Joseph because and I give this speech all over the world um, because I, I, I speak all over the globe, not just the United States, the globe. And, and I remember telling this story in the United Kingdom and it wasn't a dry eye in the building. So always remember, though, the test is for you. But the testimony is for the people. Mm -hmm. So had I never went there, I couldn't be sitting in your seat right now. I couldn't be a serial entrepreneur because our parents taught us to do what? Get the good job. Yeah. Right. So what we, we don't do what our parents say. We do what our parents do. Mm -hmm. So everybody in my family work two, three jobs. No time freedom, no money freedom. So I went there and then uh, like 16 months after I was released, he found me on Facebook, not even knowing it was me. Because I looked totally different. My name was different because I was married once before. And um, and I, he invited me to a business meeting at a Marriott ballroom. And when I went there, uh, I was skeptical. But at the same time, I figured, what's the worst that could happen? I was a single mom of three. I was back where I started to being broke and on public assistance. And I knew now that I had a felony on my record, how was I going to even work in the field that I got my degree in? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, the worst thing that can happen is that I can say no. What did you get so, your degree in, by the way? So I went for business, okay. school for business. Okay. And I'm like, no business is going to hire me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I went to jail for a financial crime. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, nobody's going to hire me. And how do I raise three kids on $12 an hour? 
you know. So it was just like it was it was a it was this kind of thing. Like I saw on Facebook, and and that was my defining moment. Like it's either now or never, because we always are told we only miss one hundred percent of the shots we don't take, right? Mm. So it's like you either gonna shoot or dribble. And at that point, I felt like my back was against the wall because it's like, one, I'm not going to live with my mama at 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm not going to live with my mama. I need to show my kids, like, it don't matter if you fall down seven times. We still can get up eight. Mm. So I, I need to, I, I got to do something. And I have been praying about it. I'm like, Lord, show me a sign. Give me something. I, I know it's more to life than just this. And so I, I got that invitation I didn't ask nobody to go with me because sometimes we can hang with people that can block our blessing. Mm. So I didn't ask nobody to go with me. I just, I just went and uh, signed in and, and, and the information was powerful. And then at the end, he brought up a, a major guy that's here in Houston. Uh, Y'all probably knowing Mr. Houghton Bugs. And that was the very first time I met Houghton and, and they brought Houghton up at the end. I think at that time, I think quarter uh, Houghton was making about a quarter of a million dollars a month. And that was my very first time seeing black excellence mm -hmm. because I didn't know anybody that made a quarter of a million dollars a year. So when it when it was over, he said, do anybody got any questions or concerns? You know, don't leave here with questions. Don't go ask people about what you should do that wasn't here. So I raised my hand and this was this was my life changing moment. I raised my hand and he said, well, what's your name? Where are you from? And um, I wasn't married at the time. So I said, Tiffany Moore. And he said, well, where are you from? I said, Akron, Ohio. He said, what is your question of concern? I said, my mama told me that things like this is a pyramid. And he said, that's because your mama got a broke mentality. Mm. So y'all know I was ready to fight, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was ready to, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. the hood was really yeah. about to come out. Of, and he saw it. And then we in a room of 350 people. This, and you this was on stage? This was in a, yeah. it, this was in a, this was in a ballroom at a Marriott hotel yeah. in front of 350 people. So, you know, I was ready to fight and you talk about my mama, mm -hmm. but what it was, he saw me getting angry and he stopped me. He's like, hold on. I'm not trying to, uh, disrespect you. yeah, disrespect you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not disrespecting your mom in any kind of way. He said, what I'm trying to do is change your mindset. Mm -hmm. He said, let me ask you a question. He said, would you trade bank? She said, right now, would you trade bank accounts with my mom, with your mom? And I said, no, because I helped my mom. So he said, well, did, did the room? So he asked the room, like, did y'all just hear what she just said? So they was like, everybody was quiet. And then he asked me, he said, did you hear what you just said? And I said, what? He said, you telling me that you taking financial advice from somebody you helping financially. Mm. He said, make that make sense. He said, your mom probably can tell you great things about life. That he, she probably can tell you about men. She probably can tell you how to be a great mom. She, tell, she probably can tell you things about education. But we never should take advice from people that are not where we want to be. He said, just like your spiritual advisor, if your pastor is not making more money than you or in a position where you inspire to be, don't take financial advice from your pastor. Take spiritual advice from your pastor. So it, it so then I went from being angry to understanding what he was saying. And he was just telling me, like, you got to change it. He tell, he said, if you would have brought your crew in here, because your crew define you. He said, if you show me the five, some of the people you hang around, I'll tell you what your bank account look like. Mm. So he started mentoring me and um, told me to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
uh, gave me some books. He said, wealthy people are readers. And then he asked me, once I help you get the money, then what you going to do with it? Mm. So he, he started coaching me and mentoring me. And the guy that actually entered that, that invited me to the meeting was my sergeant from the prison. So it was like a Joseph experience. And uh, he, he, he helped me change my mind. He changed, helped me change my circle. He said, you know, a lot of people stay in the same circle because it's comfortable there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said, but if you, if nobody in your circle not getting no money, or if you the person in the circle getting the most money, mm -hmm. how you, how you going to elevate? Because who teaching who? Mm -hmm. So um, that was a defining moment in, in my life to be around people like that. And it, and it actually not only changed my life, it changed my whole bloodlines life because my daughter is a mini version of me like she's a complete beast she's 23 years old she got four businesses mm. because your kids don't do what you say mm -hmm. they do what you do mm -hmm. so that 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 introduced me to the entrepreneur space um it introduced me to a different mindset and i can't even tell you the people that i was hanging with when i went there i can't tell you where they at today because they did they wasn't inspiring to have more they what they didn't they were comfortable where they were. And 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 he said, you know, he just said, you gotta change your mind to change your money. And I had to understand what that meant because it's just like if you talk to an athlete, three to usually three to if they didn't wait make wise investments or have a great mentor, three to five years after they out the league, they broke, right? Filing for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they got money that they never had. So now you got a hundred million dollar contract and you came from food stamps. You go buy six houses in six different states when you only can live in one. Mm -hmm. You go buy a whole fleet of cars when you only can drive one. And then when you're no longer getting that money anymore, but now you still got six mortgages and 12 car notes. So now you filing for bankruptcy because you no longer, your, your money funny and your change is strange because the money you pay for those houses you could have been investing in a real estate project. Mm -hmm. You could have been building a whole development. Apartment complex. Yeah, apartment complex yeah. getting residual income. Mm -hmm. And so what Houghton told me, I never told him I wanted, he asked me how much money I wanted to make. I told him I, I don't want to put a cap on my income. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't see myself being a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire because one, I want to be, a, I want everything to be cheap. I don't care what it is. If you're a billionaire, yeah. everything, ask LeBron, yeah. everything cheap. Mm. So you, but along the way, nobody ever became a billionaire alone. You had to create some millionaires along the way. So that's what it was all about. I said, I want to create millionaires as many as possible so that they can go out there and change the bloodline of their family. And I, as I said, what do it take? He said, you got to have seven streams of income at all times. He said, one of the streams has to be network marketing or affiliate marketing because there's a group of people working together for a common financial goal and residual income is attached to it. You have to be in real estate. So y'all there, mm -hmm. you have to be in real estate. He said, it doesn't matter what the market is doing in real estate. You still can make money. And it's, it's a residual component attached to it. Again, he said, and the other five can be whatever you want it to be. He said, because if three is slow, you got FOMO. He said, and, and you can never lose like that. So that's why I said, when you say, oh, what do you do? I said, no, the question mm, is, yeah. what don't I do? Mm -hmm. Because I got my hands in so much. I, I got a book. 
I have a women's empowerment group. It's 13,000 of them all over the world. It's called Six Figure Chicks. I do a lot of ministry work. Um, my husband and I have a Christian clothing line. We got a trucking business. You know, like I got my hands in everything. I do events for people and I host my own um, conferences. So I do a lot. I got a boutique. I got, a, I got, I got my hands in a lot of different things um, for the simple fact. He told me I have to always have seven strings of income. So I'm just following the blueprint because mm-hmm. one thing for certain and two for sure, if somebody already did it, then that means it's attainable. Mm-hmm. So if you just follow the blueprint, you don't got to reinvent the wheel. You know, back in the day, what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. So you just you just do what you. And so and another thing, I don't chase money. I don't do what's popular. I do what's purposeful. So I chase the purpose and the passion. The money chase me. So that's that's the difference. Because if you, money will always outrun you. Mm-hmm. If you chase money, you're going to always chase money. You're going to chase money till you leave here. But if you chase your passion or your purpose, the money going to follow you. So that that's, that's what he told me. He says seven streams of income at all times. Always be unapologetically you. So I tell people, I don't care who I'm with. I could be with the deacon of the church. <laughs> Or my homie that's still on the block. It doesn't matter. Mm. You're going to get the same me regardless. You know what I mean? And I'm going to love you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to love you where you at. I'm just not going to leave you where you at. Mm. How'd you meet your husband? Network marketing. (laughs) And it's funny. It's funny because we both was going through a divorce at the same time. So he was going through a divorce. I was going through a divorce. And once again, here go this Facebook thing. I was in this company. Um, and the company was running a special for the month of November because November is veterans, you know, veterans day is in November and anybody that was a veteran or was in active duty military, they were letting them in that particular company for free. So I made a post on Facebook and his brother's wife, his sister-in-law reached out to me and said her husband was a veteran and they were looking for another stream of income because she was a stay at home mom. So I said, well, come out to the presentation, come get the information. Kind of like how I got introduced to the yeah. industry. So I, I invited her out and they were sitting there just stuck. I don't even know if they blinked the whole 45 minutes. Like they couldn't believe it when they started hearing the numbers. And then they started seeing people that actually look like them making crazy money like that. Mm-hmm. So um, they signed up because it didn't cost them nothing. So it wasn't no loss. And I, I told them, so the very first people, of course, just like if you hit the lottery, the first people you want to bless is your family, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, invite your family and friends and I'll come to your house and do a personal presentation at your home. So when I when I when I came, my husband was there. And I thought that was his it was his sister, but I thought it was his wife cuz both of them had rings on. So I was like, I'm not I I was kind of like not trying to pay him no attention cuz I'm like, uh-uh, this man married, but it was actually his sister. <laughs> and um we actually we did, we were friends for for a minute and I just helped him in this industry because he was making a transition from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. Y'all know that's a different life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's no such thing being an employee made people lazy. That's true. You know what I mean? Because I don't on. care if you make $30 an hour on your job, whether you go to work and and work like a Hebrew slave or if you go to work and you own Facebook all day, you still make $30 an hour, right? But if you're an entrepreneur, it's like the jungle. I got a training called the jungle in the zoo. People that have jobs are zoo animals because 
It doesn't matter if you work hard or not, you still gonna eat. They still gonna come around, your lunch still gonna be at 12. Your check still gonna be cut on Friday, right? Mm -hmm. But if you an entrepreneur, you in the jungle. Cause if you don't kill it, you won't eat it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do the work, that's why everybody can't be an entrepreneur. See, in the beginning, I wanted everybody to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But they ain't got that grit and that grind like me. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't stay up to three. I'm like, either they call me the female ET. That's, yeah. why I'm bringing, that's why I'm bringing him up at the conference. Because, like, everybody can't stay up to three and get up at six. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, no, we, we, and then they only do nine to five. When five come, oh, I'm done for the day. Yeah. Do y'all know what my life would be like if I quit at five? We'll be starving right now. <laughs> we'll be starving. And so another reason why I go hard like that is because my husband epileptic. So my husband has epilepsy. He has seizures. Oh, wow. So, uh, and the worst ones that you can have, he have a uh, grandma seizures. Yeah. So that's why he was trying to transition out of the workforce into entrepreneurship because it can happen at any time. It's like not no warning mm -hmm. or nothing. It just happens. And it's been happening since he was 12 years old. So, and the funny part about it, he went and got his degree in the medical field because he like the doctors can't figure out what's wrong with me. I'm going to figure out what's wrong with myself. Yeah. So worked in our major hospital. He he was doing them a favor. That's what I'm saying. These jobs teach you some of them worse than the prison system. He was doing them a favor by actually working a double because his relief had a family emergency. And I had advised him against that. We wasn't married yet. But I had advised him against it because his neurologist like, no, he needs to be asleep by 3 a.m. But he trying to be the good Samaritan, do his job a favor and wound up having a seizure at work, which, which was the hospital. Mm -hmm. So it was a good thing he was already at the hospital. He wound up unresponsive in the ICU for seven days. And while he was in the ICU for doing them a favor, they fired him. Wow. Ain't that cutthroat? Man, could, could he sue? That's not? what I was the first thing. I was like, that yeah. is so... Uh, Cutthroat. That is cutthroat. So we got. So yeah. he got mad. Mad meaning make a decision. Because one thing about that, the, that's the first thing about entrepreneurship. You got to make a decision on what you're gonna do. Because if you don't make a move on life, life will make a move on you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make a decision, you made a decision. So so now you're leaving your whole future and everything that's attached to you in somebody else's hands. And I didn't feel comfortable with that because baby, uh, Houston only got one season, and that's hot. Mm. See in Ohio in the winter time It's below zero It's blizzards and all And it ain't cute if your If your gas is off in the winter time And you can't get turned on If your lights yeah. get turned off mm. You know what I'm saying So I, it was just like No we, we, we can't leave our future Our bills Our children In somebody else's hands So I'm very Very passionate About Um entrepreneurship and helping people first change their mind and then I can help them get a bag because I don't want you to get a bag and lose the and fumble the bag. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want you to get the bag, grow the bag and keep growing the bag and keep flipping the money and keep having the mindset that the bigger the bag get, the more you got to change because mm -hmm. the quarter of a million dollar you can't be the million dollar you. So every, every level requires a different you. You got to keep growing your mind. You got to stay in student mode. That's why I don't. I wouldn't care about dropping 10 bands on a mentor because the 10 bands going to turn into 3 million mm -hmm. because nobody can take the knowledge away from you. I keep telling people knowledge is the new money. You know, they can't they can't take knowledge from you. And then knowledge can be something 
that you constantly, constantly, constantly grow and make money off of. Like now, all of the money resources, me and my, me and my business partner, her name is Tiffany too. We just started our own affiliate marketing company. Um, it's called The Money Shift. We just started that and it started August the 26th. But every last one of our products are digital products and they're money services. So everything to show you how to get money from work from work from home jobs, apps that pay you, lines of credit for your business, personal lines of credit, you know, grants that people don't even know exist. Uh, just everything, how to build your business credit, because that's another thing. That's another course that I teach because a lot of people want to use their own social security number to go try to acquire and y'all in the real estate game. So, you know, you can't go, <laughs> you can't go purchase the whole building on your personal credit. There's mm -hmm. no kind of way you can do that. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to be in the same playing field as a Jeff Bezos. You need to be in the, in the same playing field as a Mark Zuckerberg. They not, them boys not using a social for nothing, you know? So it's just knowledge to get people knowledge, to help them to get money because if they got the knowledge, they can always get money. Some people just don't have money because they don't have the knowledge. Um, can we talk about your, your conference? Absolutely. So um, October 13th through the 16th here in Houston, Texas at the JW Marriott, I'm going to be hosting the biggest boss conference. My husband and I, um, we're bringing Vivica Fox. So Thursday night, it's going to be a kickoff party. I'm sure y'all going to be there. Y'all want to come do some interviews at the event? That'll be great. <laughs> so we're going to have some red carpet. The news going to be there. Anybody's the who are you in Houston and other places, because I'm not from Houston. So I have to fly my people in. Mm -hmm. um, so Thursday night is going to be the kickoff party. We're going to have a good time. Um, Vivica, you're going to hear from Vivica Fox, how she's giving back to the black community. Because when y'all hear about Vivica, when y'all hear Vivica, the first thing y'all think of is what? Don't Set say. it off. Frankie, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all think, think acting, right? That's, you're going to say 50. Yeah, or 50. <laughs> or 50. Good thing he out the country for the month of October. <laughs> so um, you'll think of 50, stuff like that. But she is more than just... Yeah. Um, an actress. She understands multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. And y'all gonna keep hearing that throughout the conference. Uh, she owns, a, and that's another thing, I own a wig line, she own a wig line. But a lot of people don't even know that Vivica is a very successful real estate agent. Oh, really? So that's how she bought her dream home. Like she told me, if you go to my Instagram, Six Figure Chicks, um, me and her did an interview in June. I did an interview with her at the Royal Sinesta. And she said, Tiffany, all these years I've been acting. I never bought my dream home. She said, but when COVID hit, she really started taking her real estate business serious. And she said she sold more homes in COVID and made more money during COVID than anything she's ever done. So she was able wow. to buy her own wow. dream home from being a real estate agent. Overacting? Overacting. I know that's that's pretty amazing. That's nuts, yeah, right? Yeah. So what she's doing now, another thing. So if people are thinking about acting or getting their children into acting, what she's doing is helping minorities make their own short films. That's her way of giving back to the community. So you're going to hear from her on Thursday night. Then after that, we're going to have a whole fashion show. It's going to be a night of fashion. It's going to be networking. If, if people come and don't network, something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't put up my money for you not to come network. 
You know, it's, it's going to be a whole yeah. lot of money in that room. Yeah. So you need to come make the connections because that is the thing about our people. We the biggest spenders, but we we want to compete and not collaborate. Mm. I'm the collaboration queen. That's why I have my hands in so much. So like when you talk about Zoe, real estate ain't my thing. Airbnb, we've been wanting to do it. We've been wanting to do real estate, but I'm not the master of Airbnb or real estate. So guess what I do? You I go partner master. with the people who's already the master. Mm-hmm. That if we all stay in our own lane, there's no traffic. Mm-hmm. So I partner with them because I have the network to bring. So Thursday, that's what it's going to be, the fashion show. Friday morning, the doors is going to open at 830. Y'all going to hear Kiati in there. Good, good. Y'all going to have one of the, some of the hottest DJs in Houston. Going to be in there getting the, setting the tone, setting the atmosphere. Because I'm a ball of energy all the time. So I need the energy because... Success is attract speed and success and energy all go together. So Friday morning, doors will open at 8:30. We'll get started at nine o'clock sharp. You're gonna hear from people from the tax world, from the real estate game. Um, you'll hear about our company that we open. You guys will hear from uh, a health and wellness guru how he became the CEO of a health and wellness company. You're gonna hear somebody in there talking about credit. Um I think Zoe on that day. So you're probably you're going to hear from Zoe about Airbnb, how to do it without your, no money, um, how to make themes in Airbnb, all kinds of stuff. So you're going to hear from some very powerful people. We're going to go to lunch. We'll break at lunchtime. When we come back, you're going to hear from a Shark Tank panel who's making millions and millions of dollars and they're ready to invest in some people. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some people. We, we still got about three spots where people can get on the Shark Tank. Um, to present their business ideas to the sharks. Um, and then you'll hear from one other person. Then you'll hear from me. And then I'm going to bring up ET and ET going to close out the day mm. on Friday, Saturday morning. Same thing. Doors open at eight 30. We get started right at nine o'clock. Now this is where the game change. This is where the children can come because the Bible says, whatever you put in a child, when they small, when they grow up, they don't depart from it. So we teaching them entrepreneurship at 12 and 13. You're going to hear some from the, some of the G unity kids. They're actually coming too. that won the hustle tank that 50 cent gave some of them a quarter of a million dollars, $150,000 to fund their dream and their business that they work, that they're working on. So you're going to hear from them. You're going to hear from some uh, young entrepreneurs who are under 30 and killing the game. One of them happens to be my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and then we'll break for lunch. And those that are sponsors, um, the parents of the children, the children and my team um, and, and the media will have a private lunch with Master P and Romeo and the rest of the people will go have br- lunch. Then after that, we'll come back um, you, and then everybody will hear from them. Um, and then that night, we're going to have a black tie, red carpet event. We got a lot of people who not on the flyer, so I'm not going to release their names. They pulling up. <laughs> they pulling up. Um, and we're going to give awards to um, honorees. We're going to give away some Lifetime Achievement Awards. We're going to give away some Global Humanitarian Awards to some people who actually sponsor these kids to be able to come out and get that experience. Because I tell people, quick buying your kids stuff you never had and give them an experience you never knew. 
So those people did that. They poured into the kids. Um, we're going to give them what uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, our congresswoman. She's going to be there. Mm -hmm. um, the mayor's office is going to be there. The uh, state representative, Ryan Reynolds, is going to be there. And then some of these people that's making a lot of noise in Houston will be there. And then we're going to have a good time. We ain't going to be in there all day. It ain't going to be long getting these awards. We're going to run it through. Um, and then we want people to network and have fun. We want them to wobble and whatever else it is that they do um, <laughs> and have a good time because um, the DJ going to be on the ones and twos. And then that'll be when that's over, about midnight um, on Sunday. We're not getting started until one o'clock. We're going to have service because some of the pastors are going to their own churches and having service. But we'll have a service on Sunday morning. And then uh, right after service, you're going to hear from some marketplace pastors. Um, some are from Houston, some are not, that are in the space of entrepreneurship, but they're also pastors. Um, and then anybody that completed any of my courses through Amabosh University, they're going to graduate. So uh, Dr. Blanchard from the University of Houston downtown, uh, their president, he's actually going to come and do my graduation commencement. And then we're going to roll out what we're doing next year that's getting ready to be so insane. Uh, we're going to roll out who's going to be here. Um, we're looking to get the NRG Center because of who's going to be here. And we're going to give people an opportunity to go ahead and lock their spot in for next year because this is going to be um, nuts. It's going to be pandemonium from the time we leave on Sunday all the way up into the actual conference next year. Can you talk about who you're going to have next year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. Okay. I'm going to release that at the conference oh, um, right. because what I want them to do is make um, video drops okay. so that we can show them um, at the conference just to let people know who's going to be there. I'm only going to do so many tickets at the um I'm going to do a 50% off sale for 24 hours. So, But we only going to do so many tickets. So once that sell out, it's going to sell out. That's going to be Sunday? That's going to be that's going to be Sunday. For next year? For next year. Okay, cool. So we'll do 50% off tickets for 24 hours um, or until they sell out, whichever one go quicker. Okay. Um, because the, the, the people that's going to be there this year is, is insane. Um, but And I think I'm going to invite E back for next year, but I don't want E to come back to talk about business. I want E to come back to preach because y'all know E is a pastor. Mm -hmm. So I want him to come back to actually preach next year. But we got some big names. Some of them were at InvestFest. <laughs> I'll just say that. We got some big names coming for next year. And um and 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 uh y'all y'all try to figure it out. The, the billion dollar baby gonna be in the room. I'm just telling y'all. Okay. So we we'll 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 have y'all figure out who that is. Are you talking <laughs> about um Tyler Perry? Hey, I don't know. You gotta you gotta come to the <laughs> event to see. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> That's a great game. Yeah, that was that was great. Billion dollars, like yeah, billion dollar baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Steve Harvey, I can't like. Steve know. Harvey? Yeah, he, he's up there. He ain't no billionaire yet. Yeah, he's making a like, lot of money, but he ain't. Yeah. In the oh, you he ain't in the billionaires club. We yeah. ain't talking about nobody. Tyler Perry is a great. Is yeah, a great, I mean, yeah, he guest. has his own studio. He so. has he has his own yeah. studio. So that, that's about. where you get to so, the billion dollars. Chick Fil A, right? Chick-fil-A. Yeah, we might. We, it might be Chick-fil-A. We don't know. You just got to you gotta be in the building. Uh, bring your kids, man. Bring your kids so they can get some, something that you you never had. People can buy day passes as well. Um, anybody that tune into your podcast, I'm going to give you your own discount link. 
Oh, okay. Um, they can get discount tickets, but if they want to buy day passes, they can go to the biggestbossconference.com and get the day passes. But come get the whole experience. Don't just come for a day. Come get the whole experience because you may hear something in there, even though you may come be coming to CE. Or there's so many people coming to see Master P. Mm -hmm. um, but they already got their bag. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Come come and get the whole experience so you can get your bag. Because you may hear something from somebody who you don't even know that's going to be there because everybody don't have a flyer. Mm -hmm. So you may hear something that will change your life like it did for me in 2009. And like I remember when I joined that company, two weeks later, they had a conference out in Dallas, Texas. And they said, leaders... Never miss events they qualify for. He said, this is what Houghton said. He said, I said, well, I'm a single mom. I gave him all these. He said, we don't make excuses. We make adjustments. Mm. He said, if you can't never make it, then you can't never make it. In other words, if you can't never make it to yeah. where the people are, yeah. where you want to be, you can't make the money they make it if you can't show up for you. Mm -hmm. You know, because he, what I, what I realized being an entrepreneur, that people will pay for what they want and beg for what they need. That's why they can be at the little baby concert on Saturday and they use their light bill money. And then on Monday, they call their mama, can, Ma, can I, can I hold it till I get paid? <laughs> because they paid for what they wanted. Yeah. But they need their lights. Mm -hmm. So they're going to beg for what they need. Mm -hmm. So you will find a way, you will find it. And guess what I did? I got on the phone, called my best friend at the time and said, Look, if you let me borrow this money from you to go to this conference, I promise you, you give me two weeks, I'll pay you back double. And actually, because she gave it to me, I gave her back triple. Wow. So people. I'll be your friend. You'll be my friend. <laughs> yeah. I need friends like that. But yeah, you know, you can't find wow. people to believe in your dreams. Like, my, like yeah. my sis right here, you know, one thing about that God always told me, anything he allows me to lose, he would give it back to me and multiply it. Mm. So even mm -hmm. though my only blood sister is deceased, he gave me many sisters. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So even though I, all the stuff that I lost, like I said, I, I'm very humble because I've lived on both sides of the fence. I've blown through millions of dollars and I've also lived in a jail cell with three strangers that I didn't know. And everything I own was in a lockbox. So I got to stay humble. I don't care if I got $10 billion, you're going to still get the same me. Mm -hmm. You know, mentally, I'm going to always elevate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to always be that person and say, look, you slip. And I'm going to be the one that's going to give it to you raw and uncut. You slipping. Everything you touching is crumbling. And this is why yeah. you got to change your, you got to change your circle mm -hmm. because I used to get only reason why people get mad is because they know it's the truth. I used to get mad when people say, uh, that birds of a feather flock together. They do. <laughs> you ever seen a millionaire and a bum hanging together? Really. You don't see them hanging together. <laughs> not really. No, That's what I'm no saying. not at all. No, man. The, the, if, you, if you know success, others, successful people hang with what? Other successful people. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm telling you, like, look, in this season, <laughs> we got to elevate our circle. We got to elevate our thinking. We got to, I just told, I just challenged my students. I said, I need y'all to go order this book because millionaire, millionaires and billionaires are readers. I said, I need y'all to go buy this book, The Ten Distinctions Between Millionaires and the Middle Class. Because even people with money, this because you got money don't mean that you are business minded. Mm -hmm. 
You know that, right? True. Because there's some people with money that still got the broke mentality. That's why they still feel like they had. See, I remember when I was broke, I felt like we had to have my kids and me. We had to have all the Jordans. And then all my friends had all the Jordans, but they was walking. That don't even add up. Mm -hmm. You spending $300 on some shoes. You got every edition and it comes out. They, you know, they drop like hotcakes every Saturday. Mm -hmm. You got $400 for some shoes every Saturday, but you walking. You better go buy you a beater and make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to get around people that had a different mindset than me. Like, are you, is it a cost or is it an investment? So the more money I got, the more frugal I became. Because I started thinking like, why am I spending $4,000 on a bag to market for somebody else? Mm -hmm. Why am I spending $2,000 on some red bottoms? Because the bottom of the shoe is red. Like, and they hurt your feet. Yeah. So let's make, make this make sense. Because the 2000 that I just spent on some shoes, had I went and invested it in a good product, I probably could have flipped it and flipped it and had it still flipping right now. Because all I'm going to do is get some wares out the shoes. And I'm like, oh, she got some red bottoms on. So I go every time I go in my closet, I get mad. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> my mindset is different now. And the crazy part about it, I got all these bags and I still only carry one. <laughs> I got all these shoes. And y'all know in COVID, wasn't nobody going nowhere. Couldn't go no nowhere. People well, still buying clothes. That, that's what I'm saying. They buy what you we buying clothes for the living room? Like what? <laughs> that's <laughs> like where are we going? <laughs> Bored. Yeah. So I, I start thinking different wise investments. Like when you see Jeff Bezos, and when you see this is why LeBron is a billionaire, because he had the greatest mentor in the world, Warren Buffett. Always remember the same thing, get the same thing. Because if they did it, they can show you how to do it. So I had to think about it like. Oh, I want to, and then another thing, like, how you buying a $5,000 bag and you don't even got $5,000 in your bank account? You buying a $5,000 bag, but your credit score is 450. You can't get nothing. Mm. You could have been investing that money to pay the bills that you owe. Yeah. You see what I mean? Mm. So my mindset is, is now different, especially now I'm a grandma. I'm thinking of ways my grandbabies can get a business. Yeah. So my grandson... He's like a whole celebrity out here. Everybody love Dewey. His real name is Chase, but they call him Dewey. Mm. And he getting ready to start his own Chase the Bag <laughs> clothing line. So at three. So that that's that's my goal right now to do what the word tell me to do. It ain't even for my kids. My kids got the game. It's now what I'm doing is for my grandkids. Because like I tell them, Hilton is a last name. Mm. <laughs> Bugatti is a is a last name. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, Bugatti is somebody's yeah. last name. So what what's your last name look like? Is we as we going for the name that's on the front of the jersey, that's the team, or the name that's on the back of the jersey, that's your family. Mm. So right now, everything I do is for the back of the jersey. Because we ain't gonna be here forever. So we got to create that. That's why I wanted to inquire. Kids is my passion. So a lot of things I do for children and, and women, because a lot of women been through a lot of things I've been through. I'm a survivor of domestic violence and all of that stuff. So I, I, I put a lot of my time, money and energy into them both. And, and I love my brothers. Don't get it wrong. But I'm passionate about kids because if you if you can get them young, 
then you don't got to worry about them being a statistic. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about them being going through anything that I went through because that's a lot of things our parents do. They they stay on us so that we don't make the same mistakes that they made. So I feel like if we if we can empower kids and let and show them how to tap into their purpose early. Isn't the, the, I know people say the sky is the limit. There is no limit. I think uh, a lot of you've seen a lot of people that are walking around depressed. And I think it's because they don't have purpose. A lot of them. A lot of people don't know yeah. what their purpose is. I mean, they I just, got people that's older than me that I coach because I'm a coach. Yeah, I coach them. And they just now tapping into their purpose at 65. But they had to get around. They hang with other people that don't yeah. know their purpose. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So they just existing. Yeah. So I always ask them, are you living or are you existing? Do y'all have a set schedule every day? I don't. Uh, nah. You don't have a set schedule? <laughs> I mean, I write. I, I have a to-do list because. No, I, I get that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like. I don't have anywhere I have to, have have to, to be. be. Yeah. So y'all living. Y'all get where yeah. I'm going with Yeah, this. I know what you're talking about. I'm, so so people that have a set schedule every yeah. single day. Yeah. A lot of them can't figure out their purpose because they too big, busy building somebody else's purpose up. I totally agree with that. So that's why I ask people, do you know the CEO of your company? Not your, not your supervisor, mm -hmm. not the manager or the team lead. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the, the joker that writes your check. Do you know him? <laughs> the average person don't know him. Why? Because he's on the golf course while you're working. He's telling you it's mandatory overtime, but he had all little Chelsea recitals. But you don't never see your kids, so y'all in counseling because they acting out because they never see you. Because you always on mandatory overtime. And then it's a cycle that continues because you can't never show up for your kid because mm -hmm. you once again, you chasing somebody else's check. And then he the person that's writing you the check telling you what you're worth. People's like, Tiff, how much money you going to make this year? I don't know. I don't even want to know. Because if you know how much money you're going to make, you ain't making enough money. Brian don't know how much money he's going to make this year. He just out here. He, he he got shoes and movies and endorsements and basketball. And now he got little Brian and them doing their thing. He got clothing line. He got 1707. So he don't know how much money. he. I don't want to know how much money I'm going to make. Because if you know how much money you're going to make, that means you only can live to that mean. If you know you're making a quarter of a million dollars, that's all you can. That's that's it. If you know you're making a half a million dollars this year, that's it. I don't know what my 1099 going to look like. I don't want to know. Um, would you be mad if your if your your kids didn't want to be an entrepreneur? They just wanted a nine to five. So this is the thing. This is what I told my kids. I told my kids the opposite of what my parents told me. Because our fam, our kid, our parents told us go to school get a good education, and get a good job, right? Broke mentality. The 40-40-40 plan. Mm -hmm. Go work for somebody for 40 years, <laughs> and you, ref you, re you, you retire 40 years later. You didn't gave them all your best years, only to retire on 40%. So if you were struggling on 100%, how you going to make it on 40? Let's start there. But I would not be mad at my kids because I never, college is not for everybody. Mm. So I never told my kids they had to go to college. My most wealthy friend has an eighth grade education. He probably would be a billionaire this year. Eighth grade education from a very poor country. So this is what I told my kids. If you want to go to school, 
go to school, get a good education, and employ the people whose parents taught them to get the good job. You be the CEO. But if they don't want to be a CEO, that's fine with me. It's because I don't want to live my dream through them. Exactly. That's how parents mess their kids up. They become suicidal. Mm -hmm. They become all of this stuff because they're trying to live through the lens of the parents' expectation. Parents try to vicariously live through their kids. My son and daughter is night and day. So, I mean, each one of your kids is different. But my 13-year-old daughter, she'll be 14 Tuesday. She's a better businesswoman than some women. I know that's 35 years old and she's 13. But it's it's in her. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? All of your kids, all your kids gonna be different. They might figure it out later too, because a lot of people like don't take life as serious until you like you hit 30 exactly. or 60. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, this ain't working out. Right. You know, till you fed up, you're at a point, you're going to your job, you're doing your nine to five, and at some point you just get fed up. Because at first it's fun. You're making right. money. Right. So yeah, I yeah, definitely to, you agree. know, until they sick and tired of being sick and tired. But you, at least you put that in their head. Yep. You know. And they get to see it. They got they, they get to see me model it. They seen the nights when we were still eating oodles and noodles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. I hate when people only want to show you the money. They ain't show you when the bank account was in the negative. I think it's good. I think everybody wants to know the come up. I think that's the best story when but you it, have the but, come but up. But it is the come up. But I need you to understand the come up take yeah. work. Yeah. The come up not going to come knocking on your front door. Exactly. Oh, you know, and when, and when you start off, don't compare. Don't compare yourself to somebody that's been in the game 20 years. And today is your day number one. Hmm. So, yeah. But I want them to understand all the aspects on the way to the come up. Because it's, it's a process. You can't take the elevator to the top. You got to take the stairs. So I want them to understand, like, this is not something that happens overnight. <laughs> this is not something you're not going to be a billionaire tomorrow. And then a lot of people have that unrealistic expectation. And then when that doesn't happen, guess what they want to do? They want to quit. Mm -hmm. But why would you quit on you? Or you ain't quit that work. job. that Yeah, or is it not <laughs> it working? It didn't work. It's working. Y'all know the story of the bamboo tree. Oh, yeah. The bamboo tree, it takes yeah. five years to break the surface. But what if you quit watering it at year number four, four years and 11 months? But then when it breaks the surface, it's the tallest tree in the world, 90 feet. But because you're not seeing it with the physical eye, you think it ain't working. My first five years in network marketing was all training. I didn't make money. Not no life changing money. I still had to go out here and work. But baby, when I got in my element, it was over. It was like, it was kiss the baby. It just clicks. It clicked. And, 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 and let me tell you why I wasn't in my element. Because my biggest fear, even though I told God that's what I wanted to do, my biggest fear was public speaking. You can't tell now, right? Yeah, I was about to say you lying. <laughs> so when I, when I tapped into it, like yeah. the people that's been with me all this time, they'll tell you. Like I remember, when, they called me Coach Mac. Like I remember when Coach Mac got wheeled out of here by the ambulance because I was having a panic attack. Like oh, wow. I couldn't breathe. And it was embarrassing. They have to leave in the ambulance from a whole hotel meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was like, but when I got over that fear, cause, so a lot, because a lot, and, and there's some people that's not successful because they have a fear of being successful because they feel like, oh, now my circle I'm with now I'm going to think I changed. My people, I ain't, if you ain't changed, they, they should be changing with you. But if you ain't changed, something wrong. Mm -hmm. Because if you still, that means you had no growth. Mm -hmm. If you still the same person at 40, 
that you was at 25, something wrong. You just wasted 15 years of your life. 15 years. Who can yeah. get that back? Time is something. None of us know how much we have left. And time is something that we can't get back. So your time is what you, you can't put a... That's why I'm telling you, you can't put a price tag on your time. That's why ET60 bands to come show up. And that ain't even including the flights, the security detail, the car service, the the the, the hotel rooms or none of that. That's just to get him to show up. Uh, yeah, I thought it was 100. No, it's 60, oh, 60. K plus. Okay. By the time we get done, we probably got to close <laughs> to 100. I mean, talk about security. I mean, I'm talking about around the clock security. Not just at the event. I'm talking about security outside of his hotel oh, room. Goodness. Security here. Security there. Is that after the whole Dave Chappelle thing or uh, Will Smith thing? People I, want security or was it, has it always been like no, that? No, a lot of a lot of public speakers, when they on that level, they got to have security. Okay. I mean, y'all seen them at yeah. Invest Fest? They was trying to trample um, Steve Harvey. Like if, they, if the security oh, wouldn't have been there, wow. that would have been nuts. Because everybody don't have that same etiquette. Some people just start struck. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah. They was walking him through there like, like the president. <laughs> because no, seriously. Yeah. So no, nah, everybody master peace, same way. You gotta have security. You have to at all times around the clock. So that's just to get him to say what's up and go on a flyer. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. yeah. Uh yeah. Damn, I was about to ask you. No, what are your seven, the seven businesses? Have you have you got that? Have you achieved all seven passive incomes or not passive, but seven no, businesses? A lot of, a lot streams of, my, of income, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, a lot of my streams of income are passive. So I own a travel business, which is part of a network marketing company. A so, travel um, business. A travel business. So me and my husband own a travel business. That's why we travel a lot. Um, travel is major business. Everybody that we right. know travel. Every Whether they're a business owner or people traveling just... You know, because they need a break. So actually, travel is where I made a lot of my money. Um, we were able to build a home from travel business. Give me an example. Residual Give me income. an example about this travel business. So that's, what, that's So that's how I wound up in Houston. Uh-huh. I was coming here three times a month doing a speaking engagement at the Marriott and the Hilton over on Westheimer, mm. um, doing presentations and showing people how to open their own travel businesses from home. So you own your own travel agency. Okay. So like you get your site to be just like a Expedia or a Priceline or anything like that. So I was doing that and it's passive income because it's network marketing and it's passive income because I can be sleeping. You can go on my website and go book your trip to Dubai. You can go book your trip to Mexico mm. or wherever you want to go. And then I'm showing other people how to do it. That's how I was able to almost build a team of almost 10,000 people in six different countries. So I have a team over in the United Kingdom. I got a team in Jamaica. I got a team in France. I got teams in places where I don't even speak their language. But everybody travel. There is no color, no sex to travel. There is, nobody is allergic to it. So when I do businesses, that's another thing. I look to see what's my target audience. Like I would never be the Mary Kay lady because I can't talk to y'all about makeup. I can't put makeup on people's kids. So I, it has to be an audience that's something that everybody across the board can do, no matter what your ethnicity is, what your gender is, and it has to be a global business. So I, I, I own a travel business. I own a health and wellness business, which is also a network marketing business. 
You say have globe. A, is there any particular reason other than just I want the globe's money? Why why does it have to be global? Well, not local? Be, because why would you only want the dollar? In a minute, the dollar's gonna be worth nothing. Oh wow. So I want I want money in every I want yens. I want <laughs> no, I'm serious. And yeah. everybody need to be on that. Crypto. Yeah, Bitcoin. I, 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 that's my next business. <laughs> that's my next business. I have a very large African market in the crypto space. So we got a we got a crypto yeah. business. We got a trucking business. I got a boutique. I got a hair business. I think you so, you you way past seven, aren't you? I am. Oh my <laughs> goodness! You got your hand in every cookie jar. I do, and every cookie jar got to If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So we ain't doing no. You now I got a lot of responsibilities. I got yeah. a lot of people that I have to see about, and then other people's family. Because if I didn't have the money, how would I have been able to put on the event like this? What about automation? Like we were talking, I was talking. I have an automation yeah. class to show people how to put all of their businesses on automation. Do you feel like it's automation, or you feel like you got? Because you seem like you're a busybody. I am. I'm very busy. But a lot, but a lot of my stuff is on autopilot. Uh-huh. So of course, when you starting something out, it's a baby. You can't lead a baby without no milk or no diapers. That's but a lot of these things that I do are on autopilot. That's what I tell you. It's not automated. You can't really sell it. You can't sell it if it's not automated. You can't sell your business to somebody, right? Because you got to be there. And I'm getting ready to launch another business mm. at the event. Okay. So. Y'all will find out what that is there. Wow. <laughs> you got some interesting ideas. I like them. I, I'm like Even my that daddy. travel agent, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of my people call me like, call Tiff. She got the deals. So that's why as soon as this conference is over and I get done with Master P in Detroit, we out of here. I'm going to Antigua. <laughs> I uh, need a vacation. Are you, a, are you, does this event stress you out a little bit i'd be a little stressed a but little, you how many uh, events yeah. have you done before so i do a lot i've done a lot of events and okay all of them so you were, know the process yeah so this it's, is my first entrepreneur conference but i've done women empowerment conferences um uh -huh. i did one with yo-yo last year so yo-yo is like my big sister mm -hmm. um her and i and then we did the black, black college um you talking about the rapper yeah the rapper yo-yo yeah. Okay. yeah so we did we did the woodlands resort last year and then last october her and I went and did the Black College Expo together, and I, I talked about entrepreneurship there. Um, and then the gospel singer, Leandro Johnson, I did an event with her. I'm actually getting ready to do another event with her the week after my event. Uh, so I've, And then I do women's retreats, too. Mm -hmm. So we went and rented about three big, stupid, dumb mansions with all these crazy bedrooms and basketball courts and all of that stuff. So I did that um, too in Florida last year. So I've done conferences. I just didn't do entrepreneurship conferences, even though at my conferences, I teach entrepreneurship. So this is my first entrepreneurship conference and it'll be a annual conference. So are you stressed? I am very. I can't tell. You seem excited. It's called grace under pressure. I feel you. <laughs> Very, very, very on the edge. You know, it's kind of like your wedding day. You don't want nothing to go wrong. Mm. You know, you want everybody in the room. And I know the room only holds 1,300 people. We got how many million of people in Houston? Everybody can't fit. Mm. But I'm just asking God to put the right people in there that get what they need. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we can, we can have 200 people in the room that can go out and reach the masses. You know what I mean? So... Hey, do you, do you know Les me. Brown, by the way? I do. I did a I just did an anthology with Les Brown. He's like one of my favorite speakers. 
He may be at the. He may be. <laughs> yeah. He may be into something with me. Oh, I, just, okay. I can't roll it out yet. I was like, you didn't say Les Brown. He's like, yeah. So me and yeah. Les Brown. Um, actually, I have a TV network that I didn't even say nothing about oh, yet. Man. It's called Believing You. It's called Six My Six Figure Life. It's on the Believing Your Dreams Network, which is the same network that Les Brown's show was on. Um, Les Brown and I, we were all we were just on in Times Square on the Billboard. Um, and the book is called Believing Your Dreams. So uh, we just did an anthology together, and that came out August the 29th. Dang, that's crazy! I even asked that. I was just like, I know you talking about all these people. I was like, you know Les Brown? I do. Not everybody knows who that is. Yeah. But. Did you go to the GoCon? Um, Zoe's conference? Nope. I ain't go to his conference. Okay. But we gonna we me and him working on something too. Okay. So I got a couple of people that hired me to actually do their conference um next year. I got about five people that hired me to do conference. So I'm simul so that's the thing. My stuff coming up, but I'm simultaneously working on other people's stuff. Wow. And I'm gonna always do their stuff bigger than mine because I want them to shine. And then my name is on the stamp of approval. So I gotta I got to go a little bit harder for them than I go for me. You know Miss Skittles? I do. She's from Cleveland, too. Yeah, she's from Cleveland, Zoe's wife. Mm. Do you, do you um, live You live in uh, Akron right now? Or no, you live I, in live, Houston? I live here. I've been, I've, been, oh, okay. uh, I've been living here for the last five years. I actually moved oh, okay. here one week before Hurricane Harvey. So that was my welcome to Houston. Oh, my goodness. I lived here seven days. You, and most people would have thought that was a sign. No, that uh, was a sign. sign. I'd rather dodge water than uh, bullets yeah. any day. Because <laughs> they call where I'm from Afghanistan. Literally. Oh, really? Oh, it's worse. So you 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 liking it here? Oh yeah, I, God, yeah. God sent me here on a mission, so gotcha. that's what I'm doing. I feel like everybody's coming here. It's it's, a, it's good and it's bad because it's driving up property values and driving up rents. Like the rent, I think is that's why that, I want you to like get too, more money so everything cheap. Oh, exactly. You're like <laughs> sound like poor people problems. <laughs> I want you to get more yeah. money so everything is exactly your point. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see yourself like in five to ten years? Um, I see myself really just coaching. Mm -hmm. I wanna I wanna coach more people. And you're gonna keep all your other businesses? I'm gonna keep my other businesses on autopilot. Okay. Um, I'm more so grooming my daughter to push her to the forefront of my organization. She's gonna be CEO. She will be the CEO of the company. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other businesses that I have with my husband, of course, you know, my husband younger than me. <laughs> what? This is... That's this is, Beto. We're, we're seeing a pattern. An uh, old boy from yesterday was... Uh, yeah, he was three years younger than me. Yeah, I, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, my husband three years younger than me. Too. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, he three years younger know, than me. Is that considered a cougar? No, nah, nah. Oh, no, no, I'll take it though. I'll take I'm it. Playing. He's thirty. No, I, no, he got to be yeah, twenties or something. <laughs> yeah, I was twenties. <laughs> no, my son's twenty five, so he can't be oh, in his twenties. Okay. So he got to be his thirties. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, the the businesses we got together, we just we setting our kids up to go ahead and do what they do, and that's what they want to do. Like mm -hmm. that ain't what we trying to make them do. Mm -hmm. So they 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 want to do it. They they hungrier than we are. You know what I'm saying? That's so good. we just we just setting them up, and along the way, I want to you know set up more people for them to set up their kids. Got to be a trickle down effect. So set up more people to set up their kids to break them generational curses off their family. Because mm. some because because our whole our family had a whole poverty generational curse on them. So we had to be the one, like I had to be the Moses of my family to go out there and <laughs> and get them free. Moses, Joseph. Yeah, I got somebody. Got to be uh, the Moses. Somebody, Moses I, set the tone for 
his entire bloodline. I like how you said Joseph because I, I like that. I like that story about the Bible, how yeah. he's put into slavery and he became like the his governor own of brothers. Egypt. His exactly. own brothers. Exactly. Counted him out. But one thing I tell people, the people that counted me out can't count. Mm. See, if they would have yeah. seen my life in 2007, yeah. you know, they like, she in jail. She didn't. Yeah. You know, people, everybody talk. Exactly. So it's, it was cool because I heard that they don't talk about people that ain't doing nothing. So, you know, but somebody, some people would have yeah. counted me out right then and there. Well, really, that was just a stepping stone for me. That was a chapter in my book. And I was sent there on assignment. And, and then I came out of that assignment to come back into the world. And then so I get I get love from everywhere. I get it from the from the streets to the church because I know everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> from all as all walks of life. And I love all my homies the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care what they do. I love them all the same. So, and I'm, I'm probably the least judgmental person you're going to meet, but I'm going to always keep it 100. People say they want you to keep it 100 until you keep it 100. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm gonna tell them what's right to be able to always go this way instead of down this way. Because one thing I don't want people to ever do is get the money and then get it prematurely and lose it. That's the worst thing you can do. I'd rather for you to wait to get it so you end up, so you can handle it properly, than for you to get it and lose it. That's oh, that's a blow. To, that's hard to come back. I, I think also you can get it and then you can hold on so tight that you don't even spend. Like that's been Make my problem with some wins that I've had. If I'm just holding on the money so tight that you just kind of stay in the same spot. Yeah, if your hands are yeah. closed, you can't catch blessings. Exactly. So you got to be able to. It's just like a poker game. You got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Mm-hmm. So if you get if you get money hand over fist and you're not making wise investments, then what you doing? Yeah. Cause if if property, like you said, if property value going up, yeah, milk five dollars <laughs> to fill up your tank is two hundred. Like you gotta you gotta have two fifty to go out the door now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if everything going up and you just holding on to your little money, exactly. Eventually you are gonna wash out. Now then what you gonna do? So you gotta make wise investments and even if i if god give me a vision so big if i have to empty my bank account i will do it mm-hmm. i've done it plenty of times do you have that whole like mark cuban he's like i don't know if i could be a billionaire but if i lost everything today i could still be a millionaire i can i can i can still go back and get my money yeah mm-hmm. you know if, if 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 the flip was switched right now and and all the lights went off yeah you, I got it in me. That I, I can feel go like back you do if it. you have like all these things going on because you know how to do so many things, you know. And that's what I teach my students. Yeah. So first of all, I'm, I have them write down why they want to do, why you want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Why you want to do business with me? Because if your why is only for money, I, I don't want to coach you. Because the moment you have a bad week, you quit. Mm-hmm. But if you attack, if you hear my why, you're going to be like, oh, she passionate. My husband has seizures. My kids still got to eat. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of people that's dependent on me to win. So I can't quit. Even losing both of my parents in 16 months. They like, how is you still going like that? I can't quit. Life going to happen to all of us. We just don't know how and when. Exactly. I mean, the CEO of their company didn't close the company down because his daddy died. He might didn't come to work. He ain't coming there anyway. <laughs> he hired people to do that. Exactly. So. 
Um, well, I'm leaving like that. I'm uh, um, I'm asking some questions. Um, it's like an either or questions, and then we'll be done. Okay. All right. You got any more questions? No, I, I like I like your energy. I think what most important you bring hope, and that's what I think a lot of people don't have these days. They're like, I'm I'm in the same position. I just don't have. They need hope. Mm. You know. So I that's tell great. people I'm a purpose pusher. Because a lot of people got purpose in them. I can see things in people in 15 seconds of talking to them. That people that's been around them their whole life mm-hmm. cannot see. And sometimes they let I me, mean, when you get up in the morning and brush yeah. your teeth in the morning, you look at you every day, right? Yeah. There's some things that you don't see in you. I see greatness in you. I, I see, see that you can go yeah. out there and you can go inspire people and encourage people as uh-huh. well. That you can use your story. I don't know your story, but that's the gift that God gave me. You you can use your story to go inspire more people that has been in your position because I know your life wasn't a cakewalk. It wasn't a walk in the park. It took it took a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of sacrifices to be able to be, even be able to sit in his seat. And I don't know you from a can of paint or the story, but I see it in you. That's the gift God gave me. Yeah. That's why I'm a purpose pusher. So I push people's purpose out of them. I pull it out of them because they look at themselves every day and they can't see it. They married to somebody that look at them every day. They might have been married for a decade and your own wife can't see it. Exactly. Your mama never saw it in you and she birthed you. So it, that, that's just I, when people tap into their gifts, God said your gift will make room for you. That's why I can do 20 things. But my gift is implanted in everything that I do. People come at me all the time. Tiff, join my company because they know I got I have influence, but I don't imbu- abuse my influence and I pray about everything. If God, if this all money ain't good money, I don't want to be attached to nothing that's gonna mess up my name. Mm. So I don't care how much money they offer me. I don't care about none of that. That's not it. God gave me so many ways to get money. Why would I mess up? The Bible says a good name is better than silver and gold. So I don't care nothing about the money. If my and another thing, if the company not set up for my whole team to win, I'm not doing it. I walked away from a company that I was making $40,000 a month because my team was starving. How I'm going to be a leader if, my, if I'm sitting at the table getting fat and your family starving? No, we can't do that. My integrity can't be bought. And guess what? When they paid me, I made sure the rest of the team ate. And we quit. <laughs> I know what I bring yeah. to the table. That's why I'm not scared to eat alone. I think that we got to bring back like the integrity, the uh, your name. You know, I, I think to in this day and age, everybody just wants to go viral, even if it's it messes up their name, right? So I think, Put your yeah. Clothes on, sis. You've been it, yeah, on there exactly. looking like that for you five want years. You still You don't care if it's negative. Negative attention. Yeah. That's why. That's why I do women empowerment. Yeah. Because I need you to be with a man because you want to be, not because you got to be. Exactly. My mother always told me, I don't care if you marry, always prepare if this you was by yourself. Get your own money, his money extra. So I'll let I'll let Mario do the <laughs> Okay. Um rental property or Airbnb. 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 Okay. <laughs> um money or equity? Equity. Equity. Two million followers or a house. Ooh, that's a good one. I probably would do two million followers because the two million followers can help you get a house. What size house are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about Shaq? We're we talking about a thirty thousand dollar house. Yeah, what, what kind of house we talk about? And where is it yeah, at? Yeah, we say we talk that. About, is we talk about in third ward or 
like I'm, like a twelve hundred square foot house. Twelve hundred? Oh, give me the two million dollars. Twelve hundred square. And I'm gonna go out somewhere in the I woods. I mean, because <laughs> I would say two million dollars. You could just, I mean, you could probably make, I guess, twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, they say the, you usually make ten percent. You, you, however many followers you got, that's how ten percent of them buy from you. Yeah. So if you got two million yeah. followers, what's that? Two hundred thousand followers that you getting paid? Yeah, we gonna do the two the two million. Followers. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> they gonna buy my products or services. Yeah. Two million, two million followers or a million dollars. <laughs> and then, and then those two million <laughs> yeah. followers gonna be rec- become repeat cu- customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, give me the two million followers. Pay forward with you. Uh, Eight fifty credit score or a million dollars. Eight fifty credit score. Okay. Um, tour or Airbnb. Ooh, I like both of them, but I, I I'll say Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, business business account or, or regular regular account? Business account always. Always, LLC or S corp? S corp. S corp. You get a better tax break. Okay. That's it. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. No, thank you, my <laughs> brother, for, for for hitting me up. I'm like, who is this in my inbox? But. I like what y'all doing here, man. Keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Keep going. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. For, and it, you came right away. Like, you didn't give me, like, the runaround or anything like that. Execution. I appreciate that so much, man. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's do it. Let's do whatever we going to do. Okay. So, so you said you, you want us to come Thursday to interview people? So, on, so this, this is the thing. Y'all can come Thursday and y'all can come Saturday if y'all want to. Okay. Um, because we're going to, that's oh, going to be the, the black, night of the, the black, uh, black tie event. Yeah, the black tie event. So, we, we got to wear suits? Absolutely. You got to come in there in a tux. Don't put on no <laughs> suit now. You, you got to represent suit, the brand. Suit and Jordans? Nah, nah, I wear a suit. I, I wear a suit. <laughs> you wear, you going to wear a black tux. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Not a problem. So you want us to bring our significant others too? Y'all can. Okay. Just call me. You got my you got my direct don't give my number out, but you got my direct number. <laughs> you could call me. Don't give it out. But you that's could they gotta yeah. go through you to get to me. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> now I'm, I'm gonna bring him, him. He, if he wanna come, he can call. Okay. Yeah, black excellence. I like what y'all doing. Y'all young, y'all killing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing Thank it. Thank you so much, ma'am. I think I'm, I'm gonna walk you to your car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>